0: They might not have hair, but they really do care about faith and life. Two bald pastors. Welcome to the Two Bald Pastors podcast about real faith in real life. I'm Joe McGarry, and I'm Jeff Sinabaldo We are two follically challenged pastors serving in the New England Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, or as we like to say, the ELCA. We are passionate about helping you connect your faith with your everyday life. Today, we have a Thanksgiving bonus episode for you. With Thanksgiving just a few days away, we are welcoming Rachel Sharp, who is the director of Project Help at Faith Lutheran Church here in Gardner, Massachusetts. Welcome, Rachel.
1: Hello, everyone. Hey, glad to have you. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about what Project Help is.
1: No problem. Like you said, my name is Rachel Sharp and I am the director of Project Help. Currently, I am a student at Framingham State University. I am studying nutrition and dietetics. And together we started Project Help in the Gardner community, um, which essentially brings um, nutrition education, fun cooking classes and fresh produce to the families of our community.
0: Great. And each month what we are going to do here on the podcast is uh, have Rachel come in and just talk to us about healthy eating, healthy living, and how the wellness part of our lives and the physical part of our lives connect with our faith life.
2: Yeah, today we want to talk a little bit about uh, holidays in particular and how to have a spirit-filled, healthy holiday where in the end we don't have to worry about how we completely messed up our diet or feel totally disconnected to our families.
0: Yeah, I know it's, it's uh, easy for me to get in that, that mode. Well, it's Thanksgiving and, you know, it, it's okay to have the the pie. And then next thing I know, it's Christmas cookies. It's easy to fall into that and, and just think, oh, well, I'll get back on track later. But I think it's really a, a possibility for us to have an, an opportunity for health and wellness, even during the holidays.
2: Yeah, for me, I think one of the biggest lessons that I keep trying to learn is just because it's there, it doesn't mean I have to eat it.
1: Yes, that's definitely a big issue when it comes to holiday eating. I think a lot of us get caught up in the excitement of being with our families and having wonderful, delicious food. It's, it really is a special occasion. So definitely portion control is a huge consideration when it comes to the holidays if we want to try and keep on track with our diets and, and our healthy way of living.
2: Right, My right. wife has a good tip: to uh, take your food and smush it down into your plate a little bit, so it looks like it's fuller on the plate. That way, <laughs> so you're
0: everything. going more for width than height, right? Right.
2: You go for width, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. And then you still go back for seconds,
2: and you still haven't overindulged.
0: Right. Right. Good. So, so talking about all this, <laughs> all this delicious food, uh, Rachel. Just I'm curious. You have your classic Thanksgiving turkey and green bean casserole, and all this. So what are some ways that we can take some of the classic foods that we we love and and is there a way that we can make them a little bit healthier than what we normally have?
1: Uh, Yes, there's definitely ways to make substitutions in some of your favorite dishes to make them a little bit healthier. A new trend right now is using cauliflower to make a cauliflower mash instead of full on mashed potatoes. So In that situation, you have a lower carb vegetable that offers a lot of really great nutrients for less calories than you would. The straight mashed potatoes with a lot of butter and milk, of course, adds to that. But that's a new trend. I've had it myself. It tastes the same. It looks the same. You season it the same. Um, So that's one example.
0: How do you make that? Do you just cook it like a uh, regular potato?
1: Yeah, so you'd have a pot of boiling water on the stove. The cauliflower does not take long to get soft at all. Then you can hand mash it or use a mixer and add in a little bit of butter, salt and pepper as you go.
0: Wow, that sounds good.
1: Some other ideas, say you really like to have um, dinner rolls on the table. You could go with a whole grain option instead of the traditional white white flour rolls um, it's really important now to try and get away from a lot of white grains like that and go with the whole grains they offer a lot of fiber and a lot more nutrients
2: I've heard like white grains they're almost equivalent to sugar is that right I mean is that true? yeah right
1: yes it is um, there's almost no nutritional value to them when we have say our white breads and our white pastas they they go through a processing that takes away the most important part of the grain. And what you're left over with is essentially just carbohydrate. There's not much fiber left. There's not many B vitamins left, which are some typical things you would find in a whole grain product.
0: Wow. It's amazing how just changing a few things can, can really make a difference in, in the holiday meal. And it sounds like it doesn't really take away from the experience either.
1: No, not at all. And There's something to say about cooking the food yourself, because a lot of our products now are highly processed. So even with a stuffing, you might be better off trying to make your own stuffing from scratch than relying on the box of stuffings. Anytime you can make something yourself from scratch, you're controlling what goes in it. And that is certainly a way to try and stay healthy during the holidays.
0: I know stuffing, when you make your own, at least when my mom does, it it tastes so much better than the boxed stuff anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, always. And there's something special about that home-cooked food. It brings a lot of fellowship around as well.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, my sister makes a mean stuffing. We always look forward to it every year. She sends us home with some. Yeah,
1: I I like to make my own cranberry sauce. It's very easy to do instead of the canned
0: wow how do you how do you do that
1: really simple you can just boil the cranberries in some water and a little bit of sugar and once that's through you um, mash them in a strainer to get the the juice out into a bowl and you can put it in the refrigerator until it hardens to be like that jelly consistency you would find from the can
0: wow nice that okay. sounds that sounds really simple
1: yeah, very simple. It's great too. It's a lot of fun.
0: So
2: one of the things about the uh, holidays is, I know for me and my family, it's it's very easy to uh, sit around all day. And you're you're one, you're anticipating the food that's coming, and two, you're you're making it. But then also after you've eaten it, there's also just a lot of stagnation. Besides just getting outside just to catch the uh, fresh air, any, any either of you have any good things you do on Thanksgiving to get a little exercise, move around a little bit?
1: Well, for me and my family, um, there are a lot of really great places in Gardner to go for a walk. So my mom and I like to go to the college, which is actually right next to Faith Lutheran Church, and we'll do some laps around the track, but also right across the street, There's a nice walking path, it's about a mile in length, so we like to go up and down that path even just once um, before our day ends, and it's really nice to get moving after a big meal.
2: There's something uh I don't know. Isn't there something spiritual to that, too, that you're not just in one place, but you're part of your surroundings and trying to engage it a little bit?
1: Absolutely.
0: For me, I'm, I'm headed up to see my parents as we typically do for Thanksgiving and going outside and kind of experiencing and, and reliving some of the places of my childhood, places that I don't really go Terribly often anymore, and to get outside and just kind of walk around and talk to my kids about some of the places, you know, go to the high school football field and do a couple laps around the track, but talk about, you know, when I was in high school and played football and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, my uncle who lives outside of Chicago, he and his family, they always meet at the local forest preserve and they actually have Thanksgiving that way. They have kind of a morning thing. So everybody gets together and they bring kind of morning dishes. And then they go for a hike, and then after afterwards they have kind of the rest of the day. So some people go to dinner somewhere else, or sometimes they host. But but the day starts with activities. Kind of a nice way to do it too. We we did that a couple times with them years ago, but it's nice. You're not just a body sitting there. It's <laughs> good.
1: No, that's that's actually very nice, and it sort of brings the thought of Thanksgiving further than just sitting at a table and enjoying a meal you know you make these traditions enjoying time with your family being thankful for that time your surroundings and nature so that's actually a really good idea make make it a whole day instead of just having the meal maybe watching the football game and I take a nap after a big meal like that too sometimes
0: (laughs) And it's I don't think it's bad to kind of relax and enjoy but also finding ways to, to get out. I have, you know, some really good friends who find the turkey trots in in their community and and participate in those on yeah, Thanksgiving. Right. So that's that's always a nice opportunity to get out and do something healthy as uh, well as spend time with family and friends.
1: Yeah, the the great thing about a turkey trot or any themed 5K walk race, you don't have to be in tip-top physical shape and run three miles. You can enjoy a nice walk, and that way you're participating with your community, not just your family. And it can be very rewarding to finish things like that, too.
2: Definitely. Absolutely. Sometimes you even get a (laughs) t-shirt.
1: Yeah, those are the best. Free t-shirts. That's right. So what else do you two think families can do to get the most out of their holidays?
2: Well, I think it's important for, especially on a day like Thanksgiving, which is supposed to be a day of gratitude, to actually spend some time being grateful. And a way to do that, I think, is to uh, spend some time actually praying and inviting people into that. I know a lot of families, they'll have a tradition where people go around the table and say something they're thankful for. But to actually lift that in a in a prayer might be a kind of a nice thing to do. At home, we have a, a little bulletin board that we keep. It's maybe, I don't know, two feet by three feet. But we put names of people that we can pray for up on there. And we do that on, on more of a daily basis. But to actually give thanks for people in our lives specifically and uh, I think too especially uh, these days when it seems like there's so much chaos in the world maybe there always is but it just seems to really be highlighted uh, this year to actually take some time to be grateful for the people and the ability to uh Live relatively safely is important to lift up. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. During this time of of Thanksgiving and, and moving into Christmas, to take that time as a family to to sit down and, and to pray, and you know, kind of the neat thing about Thanksgiving is if you are gathering together with extended family, folks that you might not see on a regular basis, to to have that opportunity to to know what's going on in each other's lives and to be able to talk about that, give thanks together, but also to lift that up in prayer is. It's really, I think, a powerful thing.
2: Yeah, and some people like to serve, you know, so a lot of people will try to do a soup kitchen or things like that to help participate in your community, which is great on Thanksgiving, but also is great to do throughout the year. And uh, some people, I know congregations that do this, and actually uh, our family just started doing this, is to actually say thank you to people, to go around and do that, so... Um, my wife and daughter—they made some muffins and they—they they brought them over to the police station today to say thank you. And they, it was received very well. So just thinking about uh, how do we be a community together, especially as so many of us live so many busy lives, running to and fro all the time. It's hard to actually be together as a larger group of people. And I think yeah. Thanksgiving gives us an opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if you know we could follow through the rest of the year with practices like that? Because, like you said bringing muffins down to the police station to say thank you it's such a nice act but it really brings together community it'd be really cool to see big changes like that throughout the year it could make a big difference
0: definitely it is something that can make a big difference and i know for for so many people it, it does make a big difference when we when we take the time and intentionally do that throughout the year Uh, One of the things that my family loves to do is we love to cook. I'm in the the kitchen quite often with both of my kids uh, cooking. So one of the things they're really looking forward to for Thanksgiving is to get into the kitchen with their grandmother and and with me and and just have that experience where we are actually making the food together. And then to see how proud they are when we sit down to eat to really consume that and, and to have everyone have an enjoyable experience
1: there's something to be said about cooking together and having your kids cook with you, bringing it back to more of a healthy standpoint, when kids are able to really be involved with where their food com- comes from, it it makes a big difference in their future as well. They're right. more aware of their food choices.
2: Absolutely. And, and also just to pass on some of that wisdom and knowledge uh, is, is a good thing to do. It's not just... Um, you're not just being served, but you're actually a participant in what's happening.
0: Two both Pastors After Thanksgiving, we begin the season of Advent, which we are preparing for the birth of Jesus. So, it can be a very busy, busy time. I don't know about you guys, but I know my calendar is already full between yep. uh, all the, the parties and celebrations and, and the new Star Wars coming out. It's, it's going to be a busy, busy month. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> taking some time and and figuring out, okay, when am I going to have some downtime not only to uh, rest my body but rest my soul and, and really take in the holiday and all the things that are happening uh, around me?
2: It sounds almost uh, counterintuitive, but it makes sense to even schedule that so you've got it locked in that, you know, okay... This is, at least this morning, I'm not doing anything, or I'm, you know, I'm not working on something in particular, or, uh, you know, my time to exercise, I'm going to put that in my calendar so I know when it is. It's not just, uh, oh, I'll find time to do that because we all know how that goes.
0: Right. You yeah. know, trying
2: to get to bed at a reasonable time because sleep is so important. All of those things really you have to be proactive on them or they, it gets away from you really quick, especially in a busy time like the holiday season.
0: Yeah, definitely. It, it, and to schedule, I think that's a good point is to schedule that time and to say, yes, this is, this is going to be my time to rest and renew myself. And also, I, I think, and I am biased as, as, a, as a bald pastor, but, but I think uh, taking some time to worship during the holiday season is an important aspect of that rest and renewal and preparation for Christmas.
2: Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, you need to almost schedule it if, for people to uh, just observe it. Sometimes it, it becomes hard because you get busy with other things. But I know a lot of churches will have midweek times to get together, uh, Sundays to get together. It's also a great time to uh, invite someone along if you are connected to a faith community. It seems like uh, major holidays are an easy time to, to kind of say, hey, would you like to come with me? It's a little less... Uh, intrusive that it might feel on a more day-to-day basis and uh, you know if you're not connected to a faith community it's a it's a great time to come I mean probably half of the songs you know already yeah uh, Yeah. in public ways and uh, you know what there's nothing better than being with a group of people singing Christmas carols and um, you know churches would love to welcome you in and uh, share that with you it's it's a good it's a good time to rekindle that aspect of our lives that we're we're connected to a greater story and it's not just about uh, getting through the holidays and through our relatives and hoping not to eat too much. And uh, of course, those things come as they come. But to actually reclaim the, the basis for who we are as, as people that follow Jesus and, and want to be connected to that in the real world, to actually practice it is, is important to do.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, for me as a student, unfortunately, it seems silly to schedule time to do nothing and relax and maybe connect a little bit more with my faith. But unfortunately, like you said, for a lot of us, we're just so busy. We have to do it that way. But certainly for me, when the holidays come around, it's extra special because it is a time that I can sort of forget my responsibilities as a student and just really get back to being with my family, being at church again, and getting closer to my faith. That That's sort of what the... The holiday time means for me, um, because unfortunately, throughout the semester, it's, it's hard for me to always get to church and be a part of that welcoming atmosphere. So I'm excited for winter break, um, going to church on Christmas Eve and participating in worship again with my congregation. It, it definitely means a lot to me.
2: Well, it's great to hear. There's also uh, some some more non-traditional ways that people can still be connected, uh, even if you can't get to church or or be part of that. I know there's a lot of those uh, things going around on Facebook where you can post a different picture each day. You know, That's kind of a nice little devotional thing to be able to uh, connect yourself to a wider story and to a a bigger group of people. I always kind of enjoy that in Advent and in Lent to see pictures that people post of You know, you'll see those, you know, today's a day of rejoicing or today's a day of light. And uh, you see those pictures come through. You still feel connected to a larger uh, community of faith, even if not in
0: person.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely some upsides to being involved with social media. That's a really great that's a really great idea.
0: Yeah. And I think those type of things help us. See the little things that are around us instead of worrying about what's next, what's my next appointment, what's the next thing I have to do to say, okay, my theme today is peace. So I'm going to be mindful today of looking for all the ways that I see peace around me and, and just taking a photo of those and, and posting them and, and getting feedback from people and, and whatever. I think that's a good way to kind of keep connected and keep mindful of the holiday season.
2: Yeah, maybe we can uh, post one of those in the show notes. It would be good for people
0: to be able to have Yeah, definitely. Access. Definitely. And and above anything else, I think, is to keep for us as Christians the idea that, that what we are doing together during this time, and, and the reason that we do gather together on Christmas Eve is to celebrate the birth of Jesus and to keep that at the forefront. You know, it's great to, to give and, and to receive gifts. It's great to have parties and see family and friends, but also it's really great to gather together as uh, the people and to be able to worship with one another.
2: Absolutely. And to uh, keep uh, some of those great traditions alive as they're not just something locked in the past, but something we live, we live now. Do you guys have traditions that you look forward to each year?
1: Well, I think the most traditional tradition for my mom and I, we go to, we like to go to the midnight mass or the 10 Mm o'clock at night, midnight mass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's something that we really look forward to. As far as Christmas goes, that's, that's our main, main thing, actually.
0: Nice. Nice. My family... Since I'm working most of the night, Christmas Eve, we uh, we get some sort of takeout between services. Just kind of get together, put the kids to bed, or at least try to put the kids to bed, and and you know they're they're obviously really excited, and just get kind of get things ready. And, and our really good celebration is in the morning. We we stay in our pajamas all day. We uh, make some sort of breakfast casserole the night before, so we don't have to be cooking or anything during the. Morning, we open presents and just kind of play with toys and that sort of thing during Christmas morning. What about you, Jeff?
2: Yeah, similar, uh, same with church being a pretty huge part of what happens Christmas Eve, not just for me, but for the whole, whole family. Uh, but we come back well, I come home the, the last of uh, at night. And then uh, in the morning we get up and the first thing we do is we have uh, birthday cake. We sing happy birthday to Jesus and then we have some cake.
0: Nice. Oh, that's great!
2: And oh. we usually we usually make angel food, so you get the real full effect of
0: pun going on. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I wouldn't expect anything less.
2: That's right, but it's <laughs> fun. We do, but then very similar. We stay in our pajamas most of the day, and uh, we'll make breakfast, and we usually have we'll have a meal, but it's not really that formal of a thing. And um, you just kind of be together and enjoy the day.
1: Yeah, it's a good day to stay in pajamas and enjoy the day. You know, have some nice breakfast. I like that happy birthday and cake idea. That's a great That's idea. Yeah, it's pretty idea. fun. Usually,
2: usually it's angel food and berries is usually what we do. And then Very the good. churches I've served usually don't ha- have not had a Christmas Day service. I know some do. But when there's a, a Christmas Day that happens on a Sunday, a lot of churches do celebrate. And uh, we've done that in the past. And we, we brought that to our last, the last time we had a Christmas Day service is... Somebody made a nice big cake for the congregation, and we encouraged people to come in
0: pajamas. It was, it was Nice, great. nice.
1: We should do that this year.
0: We should. We should. That would be fun. I think next year, actually, uh, <laughs> Christmas Eve is on a yeah, Saturday. Think, yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah so we, we could do that next year. Yeah, that
1: would be good. Yeah, cool. I
2: have these uh, candy cane pajama pants, so I wore those underneath my robe so you could see the pajama candy canes coming out the bottom. That's the awesome. Box. That's awesome. Well, Rachel, thanks so much for being with us today. We're looking forward to having uh, you, you with us on a more regular basis. This will be great.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I very much enjoyed talking to you both. Um, before I go, just some really quick tips for everyone still listening for the holiday season. So let's see, Thanksgiving coming up, we can control our portions maybe by eating on a smaller plate or just starting with a few. Um, sides first and then maybe going up for seconds if you're still hungry try that cauliflower mash it's delicious i'm sure you'll love it and uh if you don't have time to get out for a walk maybe do a couple of lunges on your way to the bathroom or to the living room nice
2: good idea and if uh, people want to hear more or learn more about uh, project help and what you're doing with project help what's a great way to connect with you
1: well, I'm always available um, via email, but also we have a Facebook page that's really easy to get to, and you could always post comments there. I'm, I always have my phone, so I'll definitely see it.
0: Great. Great. Well, we'll put those uh, up in the show notes, so if you want to learn more about Project Help or just about healthy eating, healthy living, connecting with your, your faith life, you can go ahead and get a hold of Rachel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm always available for email, any questions anyone might have.
0: Well, thanks again for being with us today.
2: Well, Joe, it was great having Rachel with us on the show
0: today. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking with her and and hearing more of what she has to offer. I am too. I mean, one of the things that
2: uh, was really fun, I mean, we we had a lot to talk about. It wasn't just a Thanksgiving holiday episode, it was kind of holidays in general, and uh, she's got a lot of... uh, good tips and a lot of good energy and uh, I can tell she's probably a, just seems like a really fun person It'd be nice to uh, get to know her better as we do this more.
0: Yeah, one of the things doing uh, Project Help here at Faith is just to be able to see how much information is out there and about healthy living, healthy eating, and and Rachel certainly knows her, her stuff, so she's a valuable resource to the community here and uh, the community at large as well, so... She has a, a lot of uh, things that she's going to be able to to offer um, us, uh, you know, you and me, as well as the, those who listen to the podcast whenever we have an opportunity to catch up with her.
2: Yeah, and just it's kind of a, a cool thing, you know, a young adult pursuing her interests and also... Uh, not just imparting your wisdom but but making a ministry out of it and uh, wanting to connect it that way is just uh, that 's a great witness it 's really really fantastic
0: yeah definitely we are we are very lucky, and hopefully that'll inspire more people to pick up the torch and do the same thing
2: that 's right because remember real faith and real life happen right now, so uh, keep that in mind, everybody well I have a one announcement from the the head of the bald nation here it is nice. just to uh, especially in this holiday time, just to say thank you to everybody. Thanks so much for making this podcast. Uh, been It's been a great experience for us so far, and we've received a lot of good feedback from people. And uh, we just want to share how grateful we are for you for connecting with us and for uh, connecting other people to our conversations as well. It's really been uh, a wonderful, wonderful first few goes of it. So thanks, and uh, please keep those comments coming. Uh, we invite you to, to uh, do that. You can do that through our website at twobaldpastors.com, or you can email us at two bald pastors at gmail.com. Pretty easy uh, way to connect with us. Uh, and as people have been doing so far, which has been wonderful, as uh, just to share this podcast with others. We are on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio, so you can find us there. And uh, we also have a Facebook page now as well, so that's also an easy place to uh, to stay connected with us well joe we hope you have a great thanksgiving
0: thank you you too you too and and i can't wait to have our uh next conversation and we'll have a new episode coming up pretty soon
2: that's great i'm looking forward to that too it's always a pleasure joe so until next time, I'm Jeffson Abaldo. And I'm Joe McGarry. And we are Two Bald Pastors, helping you connect your faith with your life. Thanks for listening, and God bless you. They might
0: not have hair, but they really do care about faith and life. Two Bald Pastors.